Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Do you want to hear something really scary? And we're back with still a crappy opening to the show. The replacement opening. Josh said he was going to take care of it. And I said, use the old opening, just cut the new voice. Do you hear that number four bus bearing down in your skull right now? What I said, my mic I don't know. What a near on three. When I said... When I said I would take care of it, I was going to get with Daniel and take care of it in the bigger picture. Yeah, but yeah. I explained to you what to do. I said, just use the old opening clip the Delago I said, we blame it on Larry. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, point it on. I told Larry. I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then Seth just jinxed the team. It's, uh, it's yeah, over. It's yeah, already over. Yeah. Syracuse has never lost oh. five in a row. Four in a row, five Such in a row. Five. Oh. five in a row. <laughs> Under Jim Beheim. Yeah. Hello. Anyways, you can get involved here with the Daniel Baldwin Show. 2880644 is the text line. And of course, the phone's for ESPN 44. We got a big show coming up right here. Don't you think so, Polly? Yeah, I'm excited. We got a new segment that I'm crowbarring into your show. <laughs> I like it. I, like it. <laughs> I, get, I get in. Hey, Matt Park does this segment that's really cool. All right, well, we can't call it Matt Park segment. So we're going to call it So What? Oh, I like we're it. We're call it So What? So here's the game. Paulie's going to read some topical stuff going on in sports, and we're going to argue with each other, or we can both just immediately vote, so what, all three of us. Or we can say, if someone has a reason why they think, hey, maybe that's not a so what, mm-hmm. they can they can make their point and argue, and we'll let the audience decide. They can call in, they can text us future so what's, uh, or, or give your opinion on who's right or who's wrong. We want to hear from you on the show. Let's go, Polly. Tell us what you got. Polly just pitched a new TV show called Saturday Night Delayed as well. It's just same concept, <laughs> yeah. just a little bit of a different name. Wow. Go ahead. So what? Uh, Drew Brees <laughs> says he wants to stay a saint. What's the opposite of so what? <laughs> right. I say cool. Like, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> do you, no, but he, he's got to, right? He, he's synonymous okay. with the saints. Well, you know, so so I think he's the kind of guy. I think it's kind of a so what. I'll tell you why. Because I think he's the kind of guy, if they said, we're going to trade you next year so at some point, he'd go, I'm done. He would say, I'm not playing. I don't think he's going to go play for somebody else. I don't think he needs the money. He doesn't seem like the type of guy. Uh, yeah, I say so what. I say that he he stays a saint. It's like when you get so far on a level of a video game, you're like, well, I want to go. I definitely want to beat it now. Yeah, but we've talked on the show before about how weird it was for me as a kid to see Joe Namath in a Rams uniform, how strange it was to see Joe Montana in a Chiefs uniform. You know, so, and those guys are, are definitely, you know, way, way up there on the list, as Drew Brees will be a Hall of Famer for sure. And for him to turn around and be in somebody else's uniform, he's not the type of guy. I think that um, Montana left with a little bit of a chip because Young was going to take his place with everything he did for San Francisco. So I think he had a point to make by going over there. Joe Namath, I'm not sure what he was thinking. You know? yeah. <laughs> he likes the weather in the babes out in California, probably. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, so what? He's not going anywhere. He's, he would retire if they traded him. 
Uh, you're definitely going to. Can I predict this? This is so what? I just hate even reading it to you. Pittsburgh Pirates traded Andrew McCutcheon to the San Francisco yeah, Giants. Yeah, so what? So what? That, really? I, like I said, this could be a very short segment because we allowed Paulie to pick the so what's. Because I picked the biggest topics in sports. That was huge. <laughs> it was, it was Everyone in the office I'm, is talking I'm, about it. I'm quivering. My seat. Did, you, did you see the Did you see the phone thing light up in oh our Pittsburgh God. contingency? Yeah. Uh, the Warriors are claiming the Cavs turned off the hot water in their showers after the defeat now, last year. Now, now wait a minute. Now this is a conspiracy theory. So they beat them, and then they go and have to take cold showers. That, that I believe for sure they did that on I purpose. Love it. I think they did it for sure. I think there's no so what. I think there's. De- I, I want a league investigation immediately. I love whenever the I'm gonna, the I'm home team text Adam right now. screws with the opposing team. Speaking of locker rooms, did you see the Houston Rockets Clippers game? Where yeah, they they it turned they into took the, off and they went. So one guy, a couple of players, went in the back door to get in the locker room of the Clippers, and one would try to get in the front door. Security had to withstand with uh, withhold him from getting in. That's taking your job a little too yeah. serious, right? Yeah, the players went around the back of the locker room and tried to get in to confront Blake uh, Griffith and and somebody else. Uh, okay, yeah. so what happens Doc if Rivers you kid, get in, Austin? What are you gonna do? You're gonna beat him up. <laughs> you know You're what? Adults. Yeah, You're gonna let's, let's throw down, man. Let's make the steel cage basketball. <laughs> so, what a new game. Yeah. What, 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 what if you were allowed one Kermit Washington, Rudy Tomjanovich? Oh, you know, bunch of game. Yeah, <laughs> one shot a game. We could just. What a different game. Oh, I like that. What a different game. Mm-hmm. I'll put this in Josh's terms. There used to be a video game called Arch Rivals, where you could just punch each other in the face as you're playing basketball. I grew up with Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. I don't hate. I don't hate more physicality. No, get those listen, refs out of this it. game. I remember early on in in Steph Curry's career, and he is a legitimate threat to drive to the basket. He's quite a ball handler and he's fast. And I said, if this guy, with how well he shoots outside, ever drove against the Knicks or or the Detroit, you know, they would have <laughs> crushed him. They would have they would have intentionally took his head off his shoulders. He's not a big guy. This is not like Irvin Magic Johnson at six nine coming at you at two twenty. This is a little kid. And they, they would have beat his ass so that he never drove to the basket again. And therefore, they could cover him a little tighter outside. Because you knock a guy to the ground a couple of times. But they've made it so, so simple now as far as physicality is concerned. You used to be able to beat the crap out of each other. The Big East, too. Big East basketball was some of the roughest, toughest basketball to watch. When you watch Georgetown rolling against Syracuse and D.C. was playing, you those guys were like, you know, you know Rubbing, rubbing balm on their arms to make them numb so they can hit each other. Well, every game in the NBA, I remember in the 80s, Charles Oakley, Lampier, yeah. Barkley, you know, Worthy, someone was going to punch someone else before Listen, the end there of the were, game. There were guys like Kurt Rambis, you know, in, in basketball, and particularly in hockey. Do you remember Nick Fatiu? Nicky Fatiu played for the Rangers. He could barely skate. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he could barely oh, skate. I love the guy. That story. And and Nick would turn around there, and when, you, when he came in, you knew someone was going to get their brand. He came in, checked two guys, and then just threw his gloves off and beat the crap out of something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like a hitman. That's what he was. That's gone from sports now. We used it's to have Morasti in Syracuse on the crunch. Morasti used to, not only would he fight, if he was in the penalty box, there's a famous video of him climbing out of the penalty box to get to the other one to fight right. the other guy. Right, there, there, there was a Sports Illustrated cover, and it was called The Enforcers. If you Google The Enforcers Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. I'm sure it comes up. And it was like, it was like 
uh, Lucas for Portland, and it was you know these guys who you, they they were literally physically intimidated you in the game, and that you know under the boards the stuff that they got away with and the stuff that they did to each other. You know, Bill Lambeer was a was a monster. He just he pounded you inside. He was he was a really tough guy. It felt like that baseball's changed too. Baseball used to have brawls all the time. Well, not just that, but there were there were a lot more message pitching. Yeah, you would, now it's kind of like they'll throw it at you, but they'll throw it at you at eighty five. You know what I mean? Because you hit their guy. Whatever. No, Goose Gossage used to throw it at your head. You know, what I mean, at, at ninety eight. You know, yeah, it, it's way different, man. They've made it. They, they, I, I like the old days. What better. was their plan if they got in the locker room to fight these guys? Yeah, it's the equivalent of like Burger King lowering their prices, so a bunch of McDonald's workers go over and try and fight them in the kitchen. I don't know. Hang on, Yeah, no, that's not the equivalent. Of oh, it. it's not. Well, don't you think it's stupid to have adults just go fight each other and overwork? I think what happened because I, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was in like the last two minutes, and Westbrook got called for a double technical foul and got and got kicked out of the, after taking a really hard shot. And so instead of Westbrook getting the foul, they called traveling on Westbrook when he hit the ground from getting like floored. So he got up and popped off to the referee and got two tees and got an automatic ejection from the game. And they were really upset with the foul. They were upset, and then some lip went back and forth. You know, so these guys aren't stupid enough in front of all the fans. Yeah, man, meet me under the meet 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 me out back. This is a meet me out <laughs> it's back. A, it's a behind the What's high school the last behind the bus. Time any of us got in a fight? I feel like have you been in a fight? In the, within the last 10 years, Daniel? Have you seen me? I don't get in fights. I don't get in fights. In the last 10 years? Yes, I've been in a, a fight. A physical fight. Well, you got to remember, too, that you get a little targeted doing what we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've definitely been in Syracuse, probably uh, in the in the 2000s. So, Thanks, so, but, Syracuse. But by like t- about 2000, maybe eight or nine, I was in a bar that my niece worked in. So I'm going to say, what, she's 32, 33, 34. Yeah, she was like 23. And uh, and I mean, and sure enough, I get the guy looking at me all beefed up. He's muscled out. He's probably roiding it up. And he turned around, he looked at me, and you know, as the beard, the glaring continued, and as a couple more beers went down, finally he did the, hey, Baldwin, your movie suck! You know, with all his friends laughing. And I looked over, you know. And so this is what, 15 years ago, I'm going to guess. So... 15 years ago, I was 42, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and I'm not a little guy, no. you know, so, but I know the rule, you know, because you take a shot at the kid, you got to actually let him hit you or touch you, mm-hmm. you know, in some way. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm minding my business still. And sure enough, he got, you know, came over, hey, man, what are you doing in town, huh? Huh? Hey, you know, your brother, you know, and then something else is, and sure enough, the kid, I looked at him, I said, hey, man, you know, Keep away from me, okay, buddy. I'm, I'm having a drink with my friends, and he pushed me. Well, once he touches you, the, you know the game's on. Now it's self defense. Yeah, so I did the standard, put my hands on my side, and got very close to him, and said, "I don't want any trouble." And then, boom! Headbutted head him right in the nose. Does that still happen? Like in like, do you, if you go out now, does it still happen? Um, you know, that as sucks. I think because I'm older, I don't think it's as bad. Um, but I get uh, um. I get a lot of the the advent of of social media. I mean, when someone's on the other end of a phone and he's three thousand miles away, oh my God, his balls are the size of a Volkswagen. Oh, absolutely. You no, know, he'll say and do, but uh, um, yeah, no, not not too much. I, I know better now, and mm-hmm. at my age too, I don't want, even want to find out what happens. I, although I th- I'm pretty sure I can lay a lot of guys out. Still, there's plenty of guys who can knock my brains in, <laughs> and I don't want to wake up in the morning all sore and. You know, because I'm going to bite him to get back in the game. And, yeah, no, I, I don't want to find that out. I love that you headbutted the guy. I a did. headbutt shuts down a fight oh, anytime. Oh, and you don't see it coming. 
No! You walk up as you're apologizing, and they, you know, just that four inches. Boom! Of your skull hitting your nose. Oh, it hurts. It hurts bad. And finally, guys, there's a consensual sex app that people are using to show that their hookups were on the up and up. So you have to, like, a... Both say yes on the app before you can hook up. I agree with this. That's that's a big deal. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. So 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 but, but you have to say yes. So as you're saying yes on it, and you're full blown HIV positive. <laughs> you know, is there a test kit? Is there? What does that mean? I think it's so like after the fact. Like this is Ethan Sorry thing. They can't come back and say no. This was not consensual. By the way, I'll sleep with you tonight, provided you have approval on the app. Yes. Let me check. Oh look. Larry Dickman. <laughs> no he's, approval. He's clean. <laughs> I think it's just so like if you're meeting someone for the first time. Yeah, in a bar. In a bar, and you go back and you go, listen, before we do this, can you please sign this contract saying that... There's another app out from um, Malibu Films, uh, I believe, owns it. And it's uh, Alex Dragici is the... Uh, and it's a, it's a dating site app, and so it's it's really cool. If you have to register with this dating site, and in order to, because a lot of people are dating on these sites now, mm-hmm. and so by having this person, it verifies where they live, their driver's license, all this other Background stuff. Check. So you can take a nice. look at this person. You've met this person, but really, you're left with what they write as their profile. I like that. This thing they say, hey. If you'd like to go on the date, you need to register, and the site takes responsibility for knowing where you live, monitoring where you're, you can enter where we're going to meet, you know, you can even take a quick picture. It's a really good protective source, particularly if something does happen, you know, I mean, they're going to know where you are, they monitor through your phone, you know, the whole bit. So it's a really safe thing, God, I should find out what the name of it is. There's a guy in Syracuse who keeps getting hit because he'll set up, he'll like meet on hookup sites. They'll go out to dinner and then he'll dash and like stick him with the bill <laughs> to the point where like the police are involved. They're like, all right, you're you're way too much. But in 2018, has it gotten to the point that you can't have a one night stand without having both of you sit, click yes on an app? I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with it. I wouldn't. No, come on, man. It, is that it, a so it, what? It, 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 no, is that a so no. what for you? It's a so what for him. I'm saying no, it's not a so what. I think it's a good thing. I think, thank you. No, I think I, it's a good no, thing. It, if it's got to be done, it's got to be done. It just makes me sad. Protect everybody, man. Well, we are live. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. We are here. You can get involved. Of course, 288-0644. But, you know, the, the two married, happily married men yeah. and the single guy goes, I'm really sad. That's what's <laughs> I mean, this is the guy. He, is, the he doesn't want to be traced. <laughs> it's like he doesn't want to be traced. The things this guy used to do back in the day. All right, well, we'll come back. You know how to get involved. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Syracuse returns home to meet Pitt tonight. Pre-game starts at 7.30, tip-off at 9 on TK99 and ESPN AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, Del Lago Resort and Casino. Is it the greatest casino of all time up here, man? I gotta get back out there, yes. We gotta call the great one Jason Klug and set up like a little jam. Hanging around. Paulie, what do you think? I legit go to casinos to eat the buffets. That's the whole reason you I don't go. play poker. No, I do. Online, I used to online, and so I had if a we go, with we it. go get you know thirty bucks worth of chips. Some some small. Yeah, I would do that in a second. And do like one of those little tourneys you buy in. I'm in, bro. Oh, I got to get Klug on the phone. I'm in. If you get me into the buffet too, I got to get. <laughs> yeah, Paulie has three vices: there. cards, booze, and buffets. How do That's do, got all we three get of them. Going. I've already been up there twice for the buffet. Is they get they got a good buffet? Oh, yes, it's delicious. <laughs> we're getting that going. We're are you getting going, that going while we're talking? Are you going by yourself to the buffet? I have a buffet buddy. 
You have a buffet, buddy? <laughs> What's a buffet, buddy? That we just go and eat together. Oh, I like it. I like it. A buffet buddy. He's going to the buffet. He's got a friend. He never invites me to the He's got a buff buddy. <laughs> He's got a buff buddy. He's got a buff buddy. Him and his buff buddy. Apparently. Do you want to be my buff buddy? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so frightened can right you now. Do a, can you do a three buff buddy way? Or? So, so three way buff buddy? Three way buff Human buddy? Um, how important is it that we win this game tonight against Pitt? So let's go right away. We spoke about it with Jerry McNamara. Let's talk right now. This interview we did, we, we, we talked Syracuse basketball with one of the greatest players of all time to ever play on the team, and now a coach, and I believe, and I've said before on the show, the heir apparent. Sure. Yeah, we'll come up with him in about five minutes. We'll you want to come with back him. with him? Yeah, we'll come up with him, but I think Let's that you're right. Let's talk about this game. I think that you, you Paulie was saying it too, you got to now. I mean, you got a good run now. Pitt is not a good, not, not and, and Pitt's usually got, you know, back and forth, some decent teams. They just lost Luther. They lost their best player. They, you know, I think they've got seven freshmen on their team or something. I, if we can't beat these guys, we're done. We're done if we don't beat them at home. And is it common that we'll play a team like it's like a week away from each other, right? Like it's it's not normally happens, but it, it happens on it's occasion. What Pitt, BC, then Pitt again? Yes, BC's yes. no walk in the park. No, but if you're gonna, that it's not good that they're no. If you had to play, if you. you had to play Pitt or BC three times in a row, who would you play? Pitt right now. Of course. Yes. Of course. So we've got to win that game. We've got to beat Pitt. Um, they lost, like I said, their best player, 6'9", most rebounds on the team. He's you know was the leader in, in the in the locker room to boot and on the court. Uh, he's a, a double-double guy all day long, this guy Luther, and he's gone now. So, you know, I think if we can't take advantage and win this game, We I think we pretty much have to win all three in a row, don't you think, Paulie? Yeah, I think they got to win these. Th- they got to win three of their next four, and they're winnable games. So we've got two Pitt, two Pitt, one BC, and one then Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Yes, uh, Tech is Tech on the road. Uh, yeah, at Georgia Tech, they've gotten better as the season's gone along. But I, I'm always scared of Georgia Tech at home, though. That's that's no, that's another one where. I'm, I, we got to win both Pitt games for sure, and, and then the, you're right, a split. It's always weird to look at it like. BC just beat Florida State, who beat Syracuse. So, well, I think we I think we were in the Florida State game. Obviously, went into overtime with double. Yeah, double. And overtime. so, so double overtime. Um, but we had our opportunities to close that game out. We did, and that's that thing I talked about with Josh a couple of times. I don't see that foot, you know, that you just put down on someone's throat when you have them, mm-hmm. and other teams are able to play their way in. Or uh, what I have noticed that Syracuse does, which is good, is that we can be down and fight our way back into a game, but then we blow it. It's just, it's just. Uh, well, how do you you hold a team to two overtimes and then you still lose? I, I think that probably plays into depth and age. This team's very young, and there's not a lot of depth, and you use all your energy coming back and. You get into those last well, okay. few minutes in overtime, you're, you're going to be tired. Okay, so you, you say that, and then you look at the upcoming drafts, the senior class, junior class, guys that can jump, and I look at a guy like Battle, and I think, I'm going to play another year at Syracuse, averaging 20 points a game right now on a, on a for Syracuse standards, a mediocre Syracuse team. I'm jumping to the NBA. I'm going. Yeah, I don't think that's in question, really. Right, so so now who, who I, I think – Brissett takes over as the leader of the team for next season, and he gets to shine, and he'll probably go if he has a good year. So we lose battle. 
we get Beheim's kid, who's supposed to be a sharpshooter, which got, we're missing desperately. They've right got now. a top ten recruit coming in too, so but he's going to be a freshman. So again, are we back to? I think when you get into the top ten, you're it's not you're not a freshman. This is another reason why it it would be so great if you could pay them to play. If you could turn around and say to Brissett, "Stick around, your kid. I'm going to make it worth your while." <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah no, we got no. a couple guys. I mean, I mean if if it was fifty grand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, fifty grand. Give him fifty grand on top of his tuition and say, stick around. And you're gonna look at that for a minute. He's gonna say, Yeah, four months, fifty grand. You know, that's probably more money than is he gonna is he a shoe in you know, battle to make it in the NBA? I don't think he's a shoe in to make it in the NBA. That's the that's the ultimate talent level. So I don't think he, I think he gets drafted, but I don't think he's a shoe in to play in the NBA. He'll he'll probably go into the developmental league or they'll send him over to Europe or he'll do something for a couple of years first. He's not ready to walk in the league next year and play. No way. But no, uh, no, but you got to take the money. You, it's it's too risky not to. Well, what you get a mil? Course, what's right? the minimum? Yeah, what's his signing bonus? He, he, I, he, I don't know he, the I don't know the lottery yeah, minimums, but yeah. if he gets in the first round, he's going to make millions. So you know. Oh, he's going to sign for millions for sure, just to hold them. So NBA league minimum is five forty three. So it's five hundred forty three thousand dollars he'd make. No, but then they'll give him a signing bonus yeah, on yeah. top of that yeah. for sure. Well, we'll come back. We'll talk to Jerry McNamara about tonight's game, as you guys have said, a must-win game, right here on the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Did you miss In the Booth with Matt Park? Soared off a median divider and right into the second floor of a dental office. No major injuries were reported. Charges are expected to be filed against a driver who admitted to being driving while high. Yeah, not good. Not what you want to do. He ended up stationary high, too. Another thing you have to worry about when you go to the dentist. In the booth, two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. The home of the Giants. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Joining us on the phone, as he does every Tuesday, your assistant coach to the Syracuse men's basketball team, Coach Jerry McNamara. Jerry's, of course, brought to you by Drivers Village and Burdick BMW. Good afternoon, Jerry. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Man, we're hanging in there, baby. We're, we're, we're sitting on the edge of our seat for tonight. So are we. We're hanging in there, too, trying to get ready for this evening. Looking forward to it. You know, uh, the Florida State game broke my heart. We, we were in it. We played well, you know, we could have won the game. But, you know, as somebody on the outside and I look at this game, we have to win this game. Is that is that is that the attitude in the locker room right now? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, certainly with the situation we're in, um, you know, I, I don't think Garrett Hart was the only one that was broken at Florida State. Obviously, we put ourselves in a position, you know, two-point lead with under, under 30 seconds to go. Uh, you know, to, to lose that game on the road was a tough one, especially after the fight that we had to get back in it and, um, you know, in a lot of ways take control of the game in the second half. But, you know, I think the position that Pittsburgh has put themselves in, you know, obviously starting 0-5 in conference, um, you know, pretty similar situation to us. Need You know, fighting for your life, you know, early on and, and, and trying to get back uh, in, into the winter circle. I think the, the comforting thing for us is the fact that we're playing at home. Uh, we haven't been here. Uh, you know, in a couple, and, and, you know, we're looking to get back on track. Obviously, uh, Notre Dame game here was a tough one for us to take, too. So, you know, the, the biggest thing from our standpoint is, and, and Coach has said it a number of times, is, you know, it would be one thing if we're sitting here at one and four, and we have 
we have played our best basketball and we've lost these games the way we have. Um, you know, I, I think it's a much different story than the situation we're in. You know, on the road at Wake Forest, we had an opportunity. Um, you know, at home, we just completely dropped one against Notre Dame. Uh, Florida State late had an opportunity. Um, you know, we've put ourselves in position to win these games. That's the important thing. We haven't played our best basketball, so that's the encouraging thing. I think the big thing and the most difficult thing of all this is to try to stay up and positive and um, that's where coach comes in and, and what he's done such a great job of over the years is even last year when we hit a stretch where we weren't winning and winning at the level that we expect to, uh, we were able to, you know, write the ship and study the course and, and put ourselves in the argument. And, uh, you know, when you look at our schedule, uh, you know, the next two at home, obviously after this evening, uh, we get a chance to get a little bit of a break, uh, eight days until next Wednesday. And, um, you know, that, that, that for us with what we've done as, as far as how many minutes guys have played uh, is pretty important, you know. Uh, but I'll tell you this, I'd, I'd like to go into that stretch off a win, <laughs> certainly off a win. Um, you know, tonight's very important for us. It's very important for them. And, um, you know, we're hoping that as we come into the night, we're ready. We feel like we've had two good practices. And, uh, you know, we're excited to get back out on the court, I can tell you that. They lose Luther. Uh, you know, and he's he's a big man presence for them. He's a rebounder, their number one rebounder, uh, yeah. and he's out. That's a double-edged sword in some ways, Jerry. I mean, because does that put some bodies on the court to cover for him that we don't know much about? Well, I think what they'll do is they'll try to do it by committee with some of the guys that uh, maybe didn't get as much time. Um, you know, does, does Terrell Brown get more minutes? Um, you know, do they go more minutes to the kid mill again? You know, we just, you know, we saw it a little bit with Notre Dame with, with Bonzi being out, uh, and, and Matty Farrell being out, um, you know, it's by committee. I think, I don't think you'll see a new face. I think you'll see certain guys play a little bit more extended minutes. I think the thing that hurts them is, you know, Ryan Luther was, was not only their best rebounder, but, uh, you know, a double digit score, um, you know, a, a veteran presence for them, a guy that of all these guys, these guys have seven freshman players. I mean, as many as anybody in the country. So, um, you know, for a team that's struggling because of inexperience, because of youth, you know, those, those guys like Ryan Luther are, are heavily relied on and not having that presence hurts you a little bit. I think it's a little bit different with uh, Notre Dame scenario because Gibbs and, and Fluger uh, have such experience. But, you know, I think these guys will try to do it by committee. They're going to mix up defenses a little bit, uh, man-to-man, zone. Um, you know, but the one thing, and you, you know, we've talked about this earlier. I, I think it was right before we played Colgate, uh, and you had you had mentioned Daniel about it being a tune-up game. You know, getting us ready for the real stuff, and you know, do you look past it? Uh, you know, the one thing that scared me about them, and it kind of came true, was their ability to shoot from the perimeter. And uh, when you look at Pittsburgh, they have a few guys that can shoot from the perimeter. Kid Jared Wilson frame is good. You know, he's a good player. I know you get overshadowed a little bit because, you know, coach says it all the time. You want to be on first team anything or, or get accolades, you, your team has to win. That's what it's about. Uh, and these guys haven't done it at the level that they want to, nor have we early uh, in, in conference, which we hopefully will start to change a little bit here. But, you know, the one thing about these guys is they have a couple capable shooters. And with the system we play, it is it is a concern. But, I think the one thing, even even against Florida State for a good stretch of time, we did a really good job on the perimeter uh, late in the game. I thought they hit some really difficult shots. They really did. Uh, Angola hit two tough shots. The kid, P.J. Savoy, hit a shot from you know 30 feet uh, on, on the right wing. So, 
um, you know, these guys, we're going to have to extend on some of their guys and get out and cover. And, and the one thing we did a better job of uh, in the Florida State game than we did against Notre Dame was we were able to, to rebound the basketball. And even at Virginia, we rebounded the basketball. So uh, that's going to be an importance tonight, making sure we cover on the perimeter and, uh, you know, allowing them just one shot attempt at, at the basket. On the phone, assistant coach to your Syracuse men's basketball team, Jerry McNamara. So two things we have to do to win tonight. What are they? Well, I think the two things that are probably going to be the most important thing, regardless of opponent, are we have to continue to defend, uh, be active on the defensive end, um, and, and you know we, we have to do a better job of taking care of the basketball. It's the one area, certainly from my position, from the guard position, that we haven't done a great job. Uh, we, we, we've had multiple stretches in these games where we haven't corralled the ball and taken care of it. Um, that hurts us, you know. For a team that doesn't necessarily score a ton of points, we have to maximize our possessions. And, um, you know, all those all those opportunities that you don't get at a shot attempt, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to bite you. And that's been the scenario. You know, we, we need to do a better job. Um, the, 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 I think anybody that's watched us is that's pretty evident. You know, we need to do a better job from from both Frank and Tyus's position of, of you know protecting the ball, making uh, some better decisions. And um, you know, we had two backcourt violations. You know, we, we, we've you know, we've we've never had that. You know, those those are are just wasted possessions. Uh, you know, we come down with a seven point lead and we try to split a ball screen and we dribble into traffic uh, with a seven point lead. Um, you know, those are opportunities wasted. So, uh, you know, if we continue to defend the way we have and the stretches that we've done it, you know, we've done it at a pretty good level. You know, we're we're right up there in the top ten, I believe, in defensive field goal percentage. I think higher than that, we might be top five. Um, you know, we're right up there in rebounding percentage. So. Uh, those areas have been good, but on the offensive side of the basketball, we need to, you know, we need to do a better job as we move forward to maxim- maximize the possessions and take care of the rock. So Jerry, it, 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 they're pressing you, and you're looking at the clock, and you're gonna, and you're coming up on violation of not getting over the half court line. Do you want that kid to call timeout? Do you want, you know, what I'm saying? Like, like, where is it? What is it? We, we, you know, you especially being, you know, legendary at this position. What do you do with Frank? You pull him aside when we were in practice and these things come up. How is it we teach a kid uh, uh, how to maximize getting that mm-hmm. ball over the line when he's facing the press? What are the weapons that you're going to give him? Well, I think it's it's really a team thing in reality. And it, 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 it both of, of the situations with the violations is actually Tyus dribbling. Um, you know, I think one of the things is, number one, you have to be a little bit more aware of what the shot clock situation is. The one thing that we really don't like to do, and we've had to do it a couple times this year, is, you know, coach doesn't like to take timeouts out of, out of baseline, out of bounds plays. You have to be able to get open. Um, he's not going to want to take a timeout when it's just you dribbling the ball up the court and you face a two-man pressure. Um, you know, we feel like we could, you know, flash from, from other positions, get the ball ahead and advance and attack that pressure. Uh, but you also have to know as the ball handler uh, of the situation of time. And, and, you know, part of that is on a little bit of what Tyus was dealing with as far as the two-man pressure, and part of it's on the other guys on our on our squad being able to flash and, and, you know, be able to relieve the pressure with an advanced pass. And, you know, and then, you know, another scenario with the split ball screen, um, you know, with the lead, you know, we talk about that. We don't want to split these ball screens. You know, we, we teach that. We don't want to do that because, once you put yourself in a position where you're in between two defenders, these you know these officials aren't going to bail you out if there's a little bit of contact because you put yourself in that position. So um, it's something that we cover. So 
a uh, few areas, you know, I think that the, the backcourt violation is a teachable moment where you got to understand the time to score, um, you know, certainly the situation you're in. And you also have to understand as a teammate, if you see one of your guys getting pressured, you've got to relieve it. You know, you got to flash and elevate and, and hopefully to get the ball and, and advance it against the pressure. Cool. Well, listen, man, we really, you know, huge fans of you, huge fans of the team, looking for a double-digit win tonight against Pittsburgh, and let's start rolling in the right direction. Uh, listen, I mean – you know, this group, um, you know, I think the, the tough thing with the Notre Dame game, it was a little bit uncharacteristic. You know, I thought it was the first time uh, all year that we didn't see the same squad. You know, we didn't see that same fight and energy. Uh, I thought we had that, that fight and energy at Virginia. You know, you, we just faced a really good team. We had that fight and energy at Florida State. We just didn't get it done, you know. So this group has been there. You know, I think that's the thing is, is you know, they, they fought and scratched and clawed. We just need to get on the winning side of things. Hopefully tonight against Pittsburgh is the start. But we get, you know, we get another opportunity to play at home against Pittsburgh, and then we have some time to rest, which is important for us. And we come back, play Boston College, and right back at Pitt at Georgia Tech. So, you know, you got to look, you know, take it one game at a time. But, you know, we, we feel like, you know, the pieces that we have in place are, are, are more than capable of doing what, what needs to be done. And, uh, now we got to go out and be able to execute it. Thank you so much, Coach. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, guys. Thanks, Jerry. Coach Jerry McNamara joins us every Tuesday on ESPN Radio Syracuse, courtesy of Drivers Village and Burdick BMW. We will reset and be back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey, now. Okay, so I found this app. It's Date protect.com one word dateprotect.com it's an app if you're a dad you know you're the uncle you're whoever it is you're the brother of a girl particularly i think that's using dating sites you want to get this app you want to download it and you want to make sure that they're safe so they can screen the guy that they're going to be dating with they can take a picture of him and load it up and if it doesn't match the, match the picture it's not the guy so it, it makes you really safe if Take, Joe Salzone tries to sign up does like a red light start flashing somewhere and like I, a, I, I think I think you get like a like a rash <laughs> like a rash happens yes, it's like a, like, it's like a lower team. lower region rash I believe it maybe even some stinging when you urinate mm, yep, so it's terrible it. yep it's terrible got a case uh, of the cell zone Taylor, <laughs> exactly Taylor Hendricks a 22-year-old man from Whitehall, Pennsylvania, was ejected from Saturday's Eagles-Falcons game because he was intoxicated. Following the ejection, Hendricks walked up to a mounted officer and started punching the horse in the face and neck. <laughs> and he, was, he was immediately tackled and arrested. I haven't seen such treatment since Mongo in Blazing Saddle. Hello! Hey now! Mongo no love. I think that's a... a, a, a police battery like oh like my god were... yeah they got me uh cruelty to animals it, th- that that horse is considered part of the police sure force. you so attacked he's assaulted police a police officer in the line of duty that's like that's like an a or b felony oh, oh this kid's in, tr- in trouble yeah he's in trouble but but I, I i was going through my head in all the different times back in the day when i was a kid where i got you know out of hand or my friend i don't think i ever saw him walk over and like kick a dog in the head no you know, or, no it, you know, no it's like, crazy what, it's what, eagles fans right you know, they are the worst. Well, and this is what he did, and they're winning. They're winning the game. You know, This is not like you're a Saints fan in Minnesota and you got crazy on that last play. But not, not that there's any justification for it. But then the other thing I started thinking about is, 
you know how big a horse is? Dude, they're <laughs> hundreds like, of like, pounds. But there, there can be a thousand pounds. Yes. So if that thing got pissed, kicked him right in the face. Well, if it just stepped on him and threw, you know, a, a horse's neck is like three feet wide. You ever watch those videos of a donkey kicking a guy? Oh, they never get old. Oh no, they no, never get old. No, but I mean, a horse, a horse taking its head and flailing it at you and knock your. You know, it knock your teeth out of your head. I think it's like the Paul said. It's Eagles fans. Eagles fans are the worst fans. There, they're the j- scum of the earth. There's a jail the cell at the stadium. <laughs> there's a jail cell at the stadium. Yeah, all these yeah, things. Yeah, I, 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 and I'll tell you what. You say that, but if you were in New York, and I'm just trying to imagine coming out of Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. there would be no charges against this kid. They would have walked him into an alley, and they would have done the Rodney King Mexican hat dance on yeah. this guy. It would have been a, quote, bumpy ride yeah, over they the would, uh, they would have, you know, Stephen Biko. Yeah, you know, exactly would, right. They, they would have dinged this kid up and left him there. Ugh. You punch a horse in you the face? a horse, man. What the heck is he thinking? Go to bed. Cubs owner Tom Ricketts says Sammy Sosa isn't welcome back unless he comes clean about PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs. Now, there's something kind of there's an oxymoron to this. This this sounds this is like giving, you know, saying you're not going to give the porn star award to the guy until he admits he's taking Viagra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like hello, is there really any question as to whether McGuire and a whole bunch of these guys, you know, they? But but at the same time, I'm I'm okay with it. I love it. I, but no, I really am. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. You know, they they said that Kenseiko was a rat because he wrote the book, and he said, and 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 I know Jose, and I've worked with Jose before, and he's a friend of mine, and he said to me, he goes, look, bro, when you're at that level, and you know, you're one of you know, if you're going to bat three, four, five, six in a starting team lineup, that's in contention, and I want to stick a needle in my butt twice a month and lift weights and blah, so that I'm a little stronger. I'm the one risking my kidneys and my liver. And blah. Why do you care? You don't. You, you know, shouldn't and, care. And honestly, when, when you, you've juiced the ball up some, you've shortened every fence in every stadium over since, since the, the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium used to be 510 feet in center field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the polo grounds was like hitting a, you know, like a driver off the team. Yeah, right, had, right. hit the ball like 700 feet. Yeah. So knowing that they, and they, they've, in, in football, they allow linemen now to extend their hands out when they block. They never let you do that. You had to keep your hands in. So they've, they've obviously made it so they want the quarterback to have more time to throw the ball downfield and these exciting plays. So if an athlete is willing to go ahead and do something that puts him in harm's way and doesn't hurt the fan in any way, why not? It benefits the fan. I want to see Yankees hitting the ball to Hoboken, for God's sakes. I do. I want to see 600-foot Mickey Mantle home runs. (laughs) Well, this is where I have the problem with the owner saying he's not welcome back. You were taking the money for the tickets while this guy was hitting home runs on the juice. When Sosa was there and bought the Cubs back from death... You know, I mean, and they were playoff contenders and everything. No one was arguing about the price of a hot dog then, were yeah. they? You know, but suddenly now, you know, we're not going to. This is the same, the same as the Pete Rose thing. And a lot of people have shot me down for this. And I've always said the same thing. He's Pete Rose. He had f- not 3,000, the benchmark by which you judge a guy if he's a legend and you go to the Hall of Fame. He had 4,000 hits. And. So we bet on a couple of games. You, you sanctioned him. You penalized him. You embarrassed him. He's now admitted it. He did never bet on his own games. So he never bet on his team to lose. So, you know, it was a stupid mistake by Pete. 
obviously. But you're going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame? Put the little asterisk next to the name. I think what he did is worse than what the juicers did by a long shot. Why? I okay. So I I listen. If there was ever a time that anyone said or anyone even suggested that he threw a game to make money, then he's banned, in my opinion, for sure. Sure. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. believe. I, as a matter of fact, he bet on his own teams and and did. And he sh- listen. He never. No excuse. I'm not making excuses for Rose. What I'm saying is is that this guy has certainly done his time for it. He's paid his penalty, and he should have been living in the lap of luxury based on what he did on the field. That he, you know, besides this mistake that he made, he was Charlie Hustle. Let him back in, let him go in the Hall of Fame, for God's sake. Jeez. Have you seen a photo of Sammy Sosa lately? What PED okay. turned you into okay. an Irish so, woman? So I, I, con- I do, and, and, and I've looked it up, and Sammy, I, I've ordered salmon that is not as pink <laughs> as him. <laughs> is it just bad lighting or what's going no, on? No, 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 no. So he he says that he's using a cream for his skin. I have a, I have a, God, I wish I could show this they to you. They told him to clean up his ass. Here, yeah. Here's himself. Sammy. Here's Sammy a year after he retired. Now, anyone that's watching yeah. on Facebook Live, take a look at that. Then let me expand. Uh-huh. Sammy. There's Sammy. Uh-huh. There's Sammy. Okay. Good looking guy. Now, now, here's Sammy now. Whoa. He looks like Piglet. <laughs> He's white. He's whiter than me. He is. He's pink. He's whiter than me, and he was definitely a, 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 a darker-skinned African American. All right, we got. He's go. lighter than me. He is. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck tonight to Syracuse. We will be back. Uh, Brent Axe is up next. This is ESPN Radio, Syracuse.